Today on Locked on Anaheim Ducks, more postponements in the NHL, and we open up the mailbag on this Friday on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, or TLOPN. How's everyone doing today? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, coming to you live from sunny Southern California. This is Locked on Anaheim Ducks, your almost daily source for Ducks news, hockey news, The duck season will start soon enough, although based on the latest news, it still could be later rather than sooner. We'll get to that story in a bit. First, I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me at StimpyJD. All right, let's get right into it. So this story came out pretty late yesterday. This one sucks. It really does. I'm going to read this verbatim. Quote, the NHL today announced the postponements of the 2021 Bridgestone NHL Winter Classic and 2021 Honda NHL All-Star Weekend. Bummer. The 2021 Bridgestone Winter Classic featuring the Minnesota Wild facing the St. Louis Blues at Target Field in Minneapolis, Minnesota, was originally scheduled for January 1st, 2021. The Florida Panthers were to host the 2021 Honda NHL All-Star Weekend at BB&T Center, BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida. Excuse me, folks. Originally scheduled for January 29th and 30th, 2021. Both events have been postponed due to the due to the ongoing uncertainty resulting from the coronavirus. The league intends to return to both Minnesota and Florida for these signature events in the near future. Hmm. They didn't say next year. They said in their new future because they're still unsure about a lot of things. Uh, Here's a quote from the NHL Senior Executive VP and Chief Content Officer Steve Meyer. Here's what he said. Quote, Fan participation, both in arenas and stadiums, as well as in the ancillary venues and events that we stage around the Winter Classic and All-Star Weekend, is integral to the success of our signature events. Because of the uncertainty as to when we will be able to welcome our fans back to our games, we felt that the prudent decision at this time was to postpone these celebrations until 2022, when our fans should be able to enjoy and celebrate these tentpole events in person as they were always intended. We are also considering several new and creative events that will allow our fans to engage with our games and teams during this upcoming season. End quote. This makes sense and I'll tell you why. I've been to an outdoor game. I've been to an all-star weekend. I've worked an all-star weekend. Here's what I have to say. For those outdoor games, There's a whole festival that goes on outside the stadium or whatever venue it is. They typically have a lot of tents. They have giveaways. They have photo opportunities. They have even opportunities where you can pretend like you're calling a game. There's all kinds of stuff for fans to do. And in some cases, there's even autograph booths. You're not going to have that during a pandemic. You're not going to have players wanting to give autographs to people if we're still in a pandemic. That requires pretty much no social distancing. At worst, you'd get maybe two or three feet away as the player is handing you an autograph. That's not going to work. It won't. 
And that's the same thing for All-Star Weekend. You have all these festivities taking place, like autographs, meeting players, getting a picture with the Stanley Cup. Obviously, that thing's being touched by everybody. You have, you know, plain, plain skill games. You get to play, um, like, shooting targets, accuracy, hardest shot. They have all those things, typically at the Fan Fest for All-Star Games. So, because you're not going to have these events taking place, yeah, it's it's going to suck not having the Winter Classic and All-Star Weekend, but it's the right move because you have all these other things going on around the event. And that's that's half of the event. Yes, the Winter Classic is majestic on TV. Look at the very first Winter Classic that took place in Buffalo, New York. Seeing the scene of snow, Sidney Crosby getting the shootout winner, yeah, that was awesome to watch in person. And for a lot of the fans there, it was an incredible scene. I'll give you that. But then as the Winter Classic has grown, so have the sponsorships. So have all the events surrounding it. Look at the stadium series that took place at Dodger Stadium. There was a massive festival that took up half of the Dodger Stadium parking lot. There was a lot to do that day. And I will even throw up a couple of videos. Uh, my buddy Paul, uh, he's been my best, one of my best friends since middle school. We've been buddies for a long time. We go to a lot of sporting events. We used to go to Disneyland a lot until Disney closed. And we don't know when that's going to reopen. But we go to sporting events. We used to go to those all the time. We've done the stadium series back when I was able to get some really good seats. We also did All-Star Weekend, the NHL All-Star Weekend. There's other events going on. Even the Stan Makita's Donuts thing, there was autographs there too. There was stuff to do which required fans to be a lot closer than they're allowed to now. So having those events right now just simply would not work. And it really sucks for Minnesota. They've been trying to get a stadium series or a winter classic for a long time. They had a stadium series. You know, they, they've they played home before. But having the Winter Classic at Target Field would have been a terrific feather on the cap for the Minnesota Wild, who are looking to come back and have some kind of success this coming season. And they're playing a recent Stanley Cup champion that is also a rival. To lose that event really sucks. And it is a damn shame to see that one go away because Minnesota is definitely deserving of having that winter classic there. As far as All-Star Weekend in Florida, well, okay, Florida, yeah, I know that they don't have the biggest fan base or the best fan base, and it's going to be in South Florida where cases are way up there. Yeah, that was a no-brainer. We knew that was going to happen. And who knows if and when Miami's going to get the All-Star Game again, or rather Sunrise Florida. And we'll talk more about that on the mailbag segment, because I did get a question kind of relating to that, which I'll get to momentarily. But just going back to the Winter Classic, yeah, the whole spectacle of everything around it is what really makes the event worthwhile for the fans. I hope Minnesota gets it next year, or the year after that, or very, very soon after. As far as the All-Star Game... Who knows? It could be a different city next time. And we'll talk about that after the intermission. But I think we're going to have to talk about Bilt Bar because, as you all know, I do a little bit of hiking. 
I went hiking yesterday and I was off the grid, which for my own personal benefit, I'm very glad I did because instead of watching the debate, I decided to climb a 9,400 foot mountain. Yeah, it was it was a big climb and I needed some built go to get me past that wall. But I also had my built boost with me. I drank that. And then I also had my built bar. And for the record, I did have the double chocolate built bar yesterday. And it was fantastic to have all three of those. And this felt like an easier climb than normal. I got up there pretty quickly, got up to the top in about two and a half hours, got back down in under two hours. That's a pretty big accomplishment for me. So built can help you achieve your accomplishments as well. You could climb that mountain. You could run those five miles. You can get that exercise much better. And it starts with the amazing Built Bar. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, and one of those old classic flavors, double chocolate. That got me through yesterday, and it can help you get through the day as well. So head over to BuiltBar.com and promo code locked on will get you 20% off your next order. Once again, builtbar.com promo code locked on 20% off. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. Coming up after the intermission, it's time to open up the mailbag, folks. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm your humble host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and it is Friday. It's mailbag time, and thank you all for your questions. I I am getting questions, believe it or not, this time of year. I don't normally expect questions in the offseason, but hey, as long as questions keep coming, I'll keep answering them, and this will probably be our last mailbag until the season starts, and I will get to that at the end of the program. First, I want to remind you to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Be sure to give a three-star rating. That would be greatly appreciated. So, this first question, actually, I only got one hockey-related question, but it's a pretty good one. And I have a feeling this question was asked because of the news that the All-Star Game was getting canceled for this season, which was no surprise. So I got this question from Greg, and thanks for the question. Which expansion city is more likely to get the All-Star game first, Seattle or Las Vegas? It's an interesting question. Vegas is the more established city. They have been around for three seasons already. They have a fantastic facility. They have convention centers right nearby, so they can do everything pretty easily. Seattle's got a great arena in a fantastic spot. And they also have the convention center right there. And they have this Space Needle right there. They have the whole Seattle center to work with. And by the way, that arena is going to look very nice. So if I'm going to be completely honest, Vegas or Seattle, who's going to get the 2023 All-Star Game? By 2023, Seattle will have been established for one year. Vegas will have been established for five years. With that said, are you ready for this, folks? I think Seattle is more likely to get the All-Star Game first than Vegas. And I'll tell you why. 
because Seattle has a rabid hockey fan base that most of you don't want to admit, but it's there. You have the neighboring town. Well, I shouldn't say town. It's a big city. You have Vancouver nearby. You're going to have all those Canadians come straight down from Whistler, from Vancouver, from Victoria that had an ECHL team. You have a lot of folks that are going to cross the border and head to Seattle for the All-Star game because you know they're going to sell all those tickets. And because you have those crazy Canadian fans, they could sell them at a bit of a premium. So money-wise, it makes slightly more sense to have the All-Star game in Seattle. Because, like I said, you're going to have the Victoria folks, Vancouver. You're going to have folks driving in from Kelowna. You're going to have... Folks driving in from Surrey, from Richmond, from Abbotsford. They're a hockey town. You're going to have people from Kamloops. Shout out to Kamloops, British Columbia. Yeah, I could see some Kamloops folks driving down to Seattle, making the, I guess, maybe six-hour drive down to Seattle. They will make that drive. You're going to have all the Portland folks. Portland's a pretty decent hockey town. They have the Winterhawks. They're going to come up. So as far as the new arena... You have a ton of stuff nearby, and really, you have the Space Needle that's right there, maybe a quarter mile away. You have this whole Seattle Center. You have museums right there. You have the International Fountain. You also have the hall right there. You have the Exhibition Hall. And if I remember this correctly, the Seattle Center Exhibition Hall is right there, right next to the Opera House, right next to... The repertory right next to the theater. So you have all that. Then you have the fountain. And right across from there, you have Climate Pledge Arena, which is only about 500 feet away. So you could easily walk to both the exhibition hall and the new arena. Or I shouldn't say new arena. It's the old arena, but it's pretty much a new one redone. So for that reason... I'm going to say Seattle's going to get it first because you can have an entire festival outside the arena by the fountain. They have that whole grassy area. You could have the whole thing inside the exhibition hall. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That is a slam dunk to have an all-star game sooner rather than later. NHL, if you're listening, put the all-star game in Seattle for either 2023 or 2024 but put that one before Vegas, because as far as Vegas goes, you're going to have fans coming in from Utah, some California fans, but it's still in the middle of a desert. They're going to make money. They're going to make bank. You have all those facilities out there. You have all the fantastic convention centers that Vegas has to offer. But Seattle seems like a bigger slam dunk to me just because of all the fans traveling from somewhat nearby. So for that reason... I'm personally going to say I think Seattle gets an all-star game before Vegas. And I knew that question would take up a lot of time because I had a lot to say about it. And as soon as I saw it, I went, ooh, that is interesting. I like it. Thank you for that question. It is very much appreciated. Back to the mailbag we go. And we have a couple of non-hockey related questions. And I thank you both for that. This one comes from Laura, and Laura, thank you for asking this question. What is your favorite dish you cook? The one you show off with. This is interesting. So 
I consider myself a pretty decent cook. Well, better than just microwaving stuff. I actually do know how to cook. I, When I have the chance, I really enjoy it. One of my favorite things that I was starting to make a lot was different types of pastas. Uh, my favorite thing that I was making was uh, crab pasta. So I was starting to make a lot of seafood pastas with various sauces, various little things that I would do here and there. And I would tinker with it. I would use olive oil here. I would use some balsamic on some of the bread I was making. So pastas are something that I love cooking just because I don't just like making spaghetti. That's easy. I like to mix it up and throw some scallops in there, throw some crab in there once in a while, some lobster. That makes it really good. But the lobster is very hard to prepare. Well, actually, it's not hard. If I can buy some pretty decent lobster legs at the local 99 Ranch Market, and for those of you in SoCal, you love, you know and love the 99 Ranch Market. You know the seafood they have there. They have a ton of it out there. I also love making sushi. I'm not going to lie. In fact, I might send her a picture of some of the sushi I've made in the past, or I may have already. So I'm going to probably send her a picture of sushi that I've made, and I will just buy the ingredients uh, roll it up myself, prepare everything. It takes a while, but it is so worth it. So, Laura, you have a sushi picture coming your way. I do love to show off with that because it looks so freaking good when it's all said and done. I typically make about 10 to 12 rolls, not just for myself, but when I make sushi, I go all out. I It's not something I cook. So as far as making and preparing sushi, but cooking different types of pasta with different types of seafood. So I know that's kind of a basic answer, but who doesn't love seafood? Yeah, this guy does. So thanks for that question. Although I will say, Laura, baking is going to become pretty big in the coming months. It's going to get a little bit colder. So the baking will come out again. Oh, how can I forget this? Tamales. I love tamales. Maybe I'll change my answer slightly to tamales around the holidays. Yeah, love making those. If you ask some of the other people that I work with at the arena. So I did this last year where I gave a bunch of people at Toyota Arena. I gave a lot of the workers on there. I brought maybe two dozen tamales. And I was giving them to people that worked at the arena. And a lot of them have tried it. And maybe you're listening and you remember those tamales. I'm so sad we can't meet this Christmas and I can't give you guys the tamales that I gave you last year. But I hope you guys remember that. I hope you enjoyed them last year. And I'm sad that I can't give them to you guys this year. But it's a great memory, right? Thanks, Laura, for that question. That went longer than I thought. Uh, I will do one of these questions because they're a little bit silly. So I'm going to ask... Actually, I'll, I'll just go through both of them quickly. Uh, this is from DC. Francois Lavois is a hockey fan. Considering his perfect game last Saturday, do you think the French-Canadian can go all the way to win the PBA playoffs? I don't know. Eighth seed. He got a 300 last Saturday. I was watching that before going to the hockey rink. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? This one I could probably answer more. With Justin Turner in Arlington participating in the World Series, whom do you think he hired to hide and protect his scrumptious lucky charms? Absolutely no one. And I'm going to go baseball for a minute here. Justin Turner is still one of the key players for the Dodgers. I hope he gets his ring because he's been trying for a long time. 
So we'll see if he gets it. But it's going to be up to the MVPs, Clayton Kershaw. It's going to be up to him. It's going to be up to Mookie Betts, up to Cody Bellinger and Justin Turner. Kike Hernandez, my favorite Hernandez on the Dodgers, my favorite Hernandez ever. So, yeah, there you go. That is the mailbag. And thanks once again for the questions. It is greatly appreciated. Francois Lavoie. Yeah, he did really well. For those of you that missed it, it was last Saturday that before baseball, they showed the PBA, they showed the bowling championship on TV. And I happened to be flipping by and watching it as my dog comes in. So everyone say hello to Zuri. Hey, pups. So he bowled a 300 game, and I was just kind of like flipping around, and I saw he got five strikes in a row. So I'm like, hmm, I'm just going to keep watching this. He got six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, okay, he's getting close. Eleven. All right, almost there. Twelve strikes in a row, and he got that perfect 300. So congrats to him on that. All right. Thank you all for your questions. Thank you for listening Highly appreciated. If you want to send me a question, well, it's too late now, and I'm going to explain why. Folks, this is episode number 215 for the season, a season that has lasted over a year. So I've hardly taken a break from this program. That's going to change. Starting late next week, Locked on Anaheim Ducks is officially going to go on vacation for a couple of weeks. There are still going to be a couple of new shows scattered here and there. There's reasons for that, but there's still going to be some scattered shows. So we're probably going to have one or two new shows a week, but they will have been pre-recorded already. So I'm saving that content for when I'm on vacation, as I will be pretty busy around the Halloween time. So... I would say that either Wednesday or Thursday is going to be my last show for at least the next couple of weeks. Uh, We're going to have a couple of Jeopardy episodes that one of them's already been taped. We're going to have Jeopardy coming soon. We're going to have the Tournament of Champions for Jeopardy. So that's also going to be coming soon. And I will actually be out of town. Yeah, I'm not going to say exactly where, but I will be gone for a few days and unable to record so therefore, I just decided it it is time for a vacation and time to relax since there's not much hockey news going on and there's pretty much not going to be very much hockey news the next few weeks. It's probably the best time right now to just go on vacation, take a small break, recharge the batteries, and come back strong for the next season of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'll be back next season better than ever. So again, thank you all so much for listening. It is highly appreciated. Once hockey rolls back, we will come back. We'll bring back some of our past guests. So the guests are going to come back. We're going to have some more in-depth analysis on the Ducks upcoming season as they continue their quest toward Lord Stanley's mug. I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be listened to. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. We are going to have a show tomorrow night, by the way. Yeah, Saturday night, baby. It's back for one more time. So we'll have a Saturday night special taking place. Make sure to listen to that because we're going to go in-depth talking about Lucas Dostal, among others. Yeah, we're going to go prospects tomorrow. 
The reason I'm going to talk about him tomorrow is he's playing a game later today. He's going to play a game early on Saturday. By the time I record, that Saturday game will be done. So I can actually have a much more in-depth analysis on Lucas Dostal. Maybe he'll play Friday and rest Saturday. Maybe he'll maybe it'll be the other way around. Who knows? We will see. So once again, we'll have some prospects talk and a little bit of fun tomorrow on a Saturday night special. So make sure to tune in for that. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, folks. I'll see you on the other side. Stay kind to everyone. Stay safe. And Ducks, fly together.